the cleats to the couch, podcasting your house. Alex the Greek was born up north, but now he lived in the south. Jay Jax was a running back. He won the bowl game with Tulane. Now they worldwide giving you game. Hold of fame to the wall of shame. They gon' talk about fumbles from the owners to the athletes. They gon' call your numbers. Game time, you gon' lay some up or sit them down. Who won the roster for today? Who nursing injuries at the house from the cleats to the couch? <laughs> We back? Yes, sir. Oh, hey, we back. Um, sorry for the short hiatus, some of us, and our heart goes out to those who were affected by the storm. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, call, check on your loved ones, make sure everyone's okay. Um, but back to our normal schedule program. We're back. I'm Jay Jackson. That's Alice the Greek. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend, like and subscribe. Got a lot of good stuff for you guys. A lot of crazy, crazy stuff going on in football this week. We're going to touch on as much as we can. Let's get to it. Hey, let's jump right in. We kind of missed off the Thursday night football. Bengals got the win. At that time, Finns were undefeated. Bengals looked like they were in control the whole way. I know the big story was Tua, and now they're playing PR games, saying he ain't going to play next week, even though it was a Thursday game, and it's like, you know, almost 10 days to the next time of the game's there. He's probably more than fine. They're going to go through those protocols. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, is this uh, how they're playing it and more of two are going down? Or you thought the Bengals took that W? Um, I, I think that two are going down hurt them a lot. Um, obviously, Teddy Bridgewater is an adequate backup. But you, the, the circumstances which you had, I, I think once he got hurt, it took a lot of the air out of their sails. So for me, um, I, I think that Miami lost the game more than Cincinnati won the game. Okay. Well, hey, it sets up for a really good uh, – I don't know, I'm jumping way ahead. But it sets up for a good week five now because we got Baltimore and Cincy 2-2, two and two, prime time. Looking forward to that. But we'll get to that. Hey, before we get to that, same place, NFC, AFC North, Steelers fall continues. They won in three now, bottom of the division, kind of where we had them going anyways when it's all plays out. But they lost to the Jets, mm -hmm. just staying at 500. You know, you doubt Penny Pickett's named official starter for week five. I'm going to give him a little spark. You know, Jordan Pickens, uh, George Pickens uh, yeah. did pretty well with the rookie. Both rookies connecting. You think they're going to get a surge here or still kind of sputter? Well, so so I think that I said this from the beginning. I, I, I didn't believe in Trubisky, but they were trying to buy some time for Kenny Pickens. So overall, I think that this was kind of expected for the Steelers. But overall, I think that. Kenny Pickett will give him a little bit of an oomph. He doesn't get a lot of reps in practice, so he gets to work with George Pickens a lot, more so than Deontay Johnson and uh, Chase Claypool, so it gives him an opportunity to sort of thrive at behind the helm. No, nah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And we kind of alluded to this big matchup coming up, but uh, Ravens blew another big lead. That, to me, was the game of the week. Uh, Bills and uh, Ravens, it was 17-20-3, uh, I want to say. And then to lose 23 to 20, yeah. that was a tough one. That was the Fins now. They were up like 35 or something to seven. It was something crazy. But, yeah, twice in a row blowing the big leads. Morris, you know, ahead of half the running backs in the league running-wise, throwing, doing everything he needs to do, he's putting himself into, uh, if they can continue to win, an MVP noise and chatter race, if you will. But the defense ain't holding yeah. so much. So they went and picked up JPP. Um, 
and trying to see if they can feel him on the edge to help out a little bit on that defense. Uh, obviously, you know how I feel about eight. I love that guy. He's a great player, and he's a Jackson, so I'm always rooting for those guys. <laughs> uh, in addition to that, though, I, I I know what Harbaugh was trying to do late in the game, trying to just say that my defense hasn't been playing very good. So worst case scenario, they got to drive 98 yards down the field if we don't score. But he obviously didn't anticipate Lamar throwing interception because that kind of hurts you even more. But uh, Jackson, we're built to try to win. So a lot of times you get to the point where you, you boom a bust and sometimes we bust. And that was one of those chances he could have threw it out of the back of the end zone and just made him go 90 yards to try to score. Instead, they get the ball at the 20 and they get a chance to march down the field. But the defense has to has to stop somebody, man. They they man, it's, it's just been rough for those guys to flee. The offense runs the ball, so they eat up a lot of clock, but just just not enough when you got a team who can score really fast like Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo looked good. Hey, the Raiders finally got them a W. They're gonna stay in this uh black. They go into the gray. I kind of like how you highlighted that there, but Broncos did fall. How you feel about the Raiders? Is that more about the Broncos or more about the Raiders uh, finding their way in the black hole? Well, you already know how I feel about both teams already. Um, I told you how I felt about Josh McDaniels, trash coach, trash person <laughs> as, far as, as far as I'm concerned, leaving leaving somebody at the altar for, for lack of a better term. Uh, so I, they're getting exactly what they deserve. It, it, it's a whoopings. On the flip side, you know, Denver, your team, bombs away. Russ Wilson, let's ride, all of this stuff. Man, for me, I'm not buying any of the hype. I still think <laughs> best-case scenario is they're battling out for a wild-card spot, but in that, in the AFC is so tough right now. So I, I don't – like I said before the season, I don't, I don't think that the Broncos are very good unless the defense carries them. And now losing Javante Williams, that doesn't help. I agree with them running backs. I'm going to move on. you got Choppy. I don't know if you're back in or not. But the Bears had a splash week one we talked about. Nowadays, continuing to slide. It went from uh, 1-0 and to 1-3. and three. Lost to the Giants. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I didn't expect much out of them. Justin Fields uh, continues to develop. But overall, it's a bad team. You know, they're pretty much just starting the organization. New GM, top down, rebuilding the whole thing. So, going to be a long uh, curve here. I think you know, some of these legacy teams like we talked about Pitt a few minutes ago, just, you know, they're not they're not where they were five years ago. Not by any means. Yeah. But uh, Vikings, Vikings Saints, London, score look, made it look closer than it was. I feel like the Vikings just kind of did what they wanted to. Justin Jefferson looked like the best player on the field again. You know, uh, it was just too much for the Saints to deal with. That's the one I got. Win that division should be a good matchup when they play Green Bay again later in the year. But they, they find the ways to get it done. I like it. Looks like a different change from last year with a previous coach where they kept losing close games. Along they had the most, you know, under seven point losses or whatever it was, something crazy like that in the league last year. Now they're winning these games three points, five points. They, they figured out how to do it. So I'm looking forward to seeing that trend continue. Yeah. Saints, they were. They were my back. Can you see me a good? Yeah, 2020. You want to hit me, that one, two, let me, three? Give me a second. Four. Let me log out. Let me, give me one second. Give me one second. 
Sorry for the right. uh, hiccup. I'm gonna go on this Green Bay one when you in and out because this is New England thing anyway. Okay. So Green Bay gets the W in New England. You know, Green Bay's talking about being an NFC favorite. New England's in a complete rebuild. It is what it is. They even had a red shirt rookie, if you will, coming into the game and it took overtime. So defense, you know, they were doing it, part trying to hold it on, but they started getting that run and go and uh, kept it close, kept it close. And, and actually, I almost want to call it if there's a, a win and a loss, New England found it. That's the, the only one I might have saw all, all year so far, having a, a win and a loss, but that would be for the get out of there. Overtime, hey, we didn't expect to be in that game. So to me, I was happy with the result. Green Bay, hey, they're going to be competitive. I don't say they're bad. They got A-Rod. When you got A-Rod, you're going to be competitive. You're going to get 10 wins. But a complete team putting it together, you know, we can see what we're missing in L.A. We can see what we're missing in Tampa and what that needs to look like. I'm not sure if we can see it in Green Bay. It seems to be spots and holes on both sides of that. So they like that whole cheese head thing. It might be Swiss cheese right now because this this thing's leaking. It's leaking. You know I had to get him. And Stu, copy, take a picture, write it down. We'll talk in January. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So obviously, um, we talking about the the state of Texas. So everything is bigger in Texas, including the loss of the Chargers. So look. Look, you're in the early phases of, of a rebuild. It's gonna take some time. You got the draft capital. Make sure you use it wisely. Uh obviously there are gonna be a lot of things that come up, good, bad, and the ugly. But right now, they're still trying to be competitive. So I like this one defensively. They drafted really well this this past season in the secondary. Uh, so I I look forward to seeing what they're doing. Damian Pierce had a really good game. Uh Brandon Cooks hasn't really played well, so hopefully they can find a way growing or if not they'll they'll be picking at the top and replace uh quarterback the line too i can see him getting the line you know i ain't watched too much of mills but it looks like everything's got to be quick or it's nothing it's three and out yeah hey but some of the things that are quick are not moving at all differently san fran they still the king of the west especially when it comes to the rams ain't, ain't lost to uh mcveigh was it like seven games in a row now jimmy g debo just Man, if I had to pick one other team and it wasn't the Bucs, obviously, the NFC, I like how they play. They physical, punch in the mouth, come up there. You could call it Shanahan playing tricks, but really it ain't that. He's giving a bubble screen. They're going to go get it, you know? Debo running through four or five guys. Ramsey backpedaling all that. He don't even want to tackle. He ended up being the last saving grace there. So uh, you go into games and there are big games like this in the division, and you can't go ahead and lay one out or just chop them at the legs real quick to get them down. You're not gonna win. You're not gonna win. It's not gonna happen. I think San Fran's gonna continue to run with this. Um, I, I agree with you. San Francisco is one of those things that I, I'm all gonna punch them out and, and they're physical, like you said. And, and I think a lot of teams struggle with those guys in the physicality. It doesn't even matter. Next man up is ready. In San Francisco, like Shanahan, has a good grasp on regular. But overall, um, try to tackle these every time. Right uh, now, so I like what they're doing in San Francisco. Um, so down to them uh, dirty birds. Right, so we got Atlanta. Atlanta goes, yeah. beats the Browns. 
Uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people were surprised by this, but I actually picked Atlanta to win this game. They had been in a lot of close games throughout the season, so it was inevitable that they come out at some point and start beating. That was a real game overall. Both run the ball a lot, obviously some on both sides, but overall, I like what I saw from the Falcons and somewhat from the Browns. Yeah, I definitely didn't see it. If you would have told me week five, so I, I could have saw the Bucks two and two. I actually did have them Saints lost and Chiefs. Um, they got the Saints win, but either way, they're two and two. But I wouldn't think they play in Atlanta for a one o'clock game week five, which could be for the division lead. That just sounds crazy to me right now. I expect this to be a nice confidence builder for them. So I ain't going to make any hype beyond that, but that is the fact. They are walking in there locked up two and two coming to Tampa to play that game. And any given Sunday, you never know. But no, I ain't putting best there. We ain't picking Atlanta. But hey, good job. They definitely uh doing their part in staying competitive. Some team not staying competitive. And yep, as the other team I looked to the sleep was the Colts. Good run game, good defense. Normally, when you put those two things together, a game manager of a Trent Dilfer, Rex Grossman, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, these guys should be able to compete. Man, Matt Ryan's like in park. These guys got the worst offense in the league. That's off the Bakers, the Flacco's, like anyone you can think of who looks really bad. The Colts are worse than that. We're moving the ball right now and getting to the pay dirt. And they better figure it out fast, like fast, like 72 hours. You play in Denver, who's sputtering as well. And uh, you don't get that right. You got 10 days off now to go back and look at this, like trying to blow this up. What are we doing? But yeah, 72 hours, clock is on. You want to clock. <laughs> It's bad, bro. It's bad. I can't believe it. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, they. I think that's maybe he's living up to his name now, Matty Ice, because he's ice cold right now. He's, he's. I mean, putting up some cold stink bombs right now, and and obviously you have the injury to Jonathan Taylor, so that doesn't help. Uh, you know, Hines will be able to pick up some of the stack, but overall, uh, Shaq Leonard. I always want to call him Darius. Shaq Leonard is out, hadn't played yet. so defensively. You know, your leader's gone. Offensive running back. Is, uh, Offense is gone. It's, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough tough sledding for those guys, but we'll see we'll see what happens moving forward. Yeah, so I'm gonna jump into this next one and then double dutch back into that Colts. So Seahawks win the shootout with the Lions, and I was just talking about how you can pick any team you can think of. Well, really, this is the reality. Rashad Penny, who's been a like three year backup, if you will, and then Geno Smith has been like a seven year backup. Are finding ways to move the ball. Better than Jonathan Taylor and Matt Ryan. That's just the fact. And that's what they did here going into uh, Detroit. It was like a 90-point game or something. It looked like a, like a college basketball score. And it was crazy. But they're getting it done. At the end of the day, they're getting it done. Uh, so kudos to them. You know, wish them the best. Not really, but for Gino, I like to see Gino get his. The rest of them, eh, I'll continue to die slow. <laughs> but seriously, I do like to see Gino. But when you compare the two, Overlooked that Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor, Geno Rashad Penny. Like anyone's taking that bet on offense any day until you look at the last four weeks, and it just makes no sense. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm taking, I'm right now, I'm taking Geno over Russell Wilson. So I know you don't like that, but yeah, we ain't right. going that far, but I feel you. <laughs> Better. Uh, listen, they like in the offense where from they know what they have. It's at least better than what it was with Russ. There was no, like, almost offensive game plan. It was, hey, we'll keep it close. In the last two minutes, Russ run around out there and make something happen. And that's how they were running. He got frustrated with it. I, I don't knock him for that. 
maybe they realize, hey, we need to do something to hit right, save our jobs, because uh, Pete Carroll, otherwise, I feel like, is on that chopping block. So he's coaching for his life, and it looks great. You can see it. Even in that first game, he out there trying to stop himself from running on the field. He want to go do, uh, you know, fist bumps and chest bumps with the guys for getting first downs and stuff. He's he's locked in. He's locked in like we need McDaniels and some of the other coaches to lock in. So I'll give it a peek. Pressure's on. He's doing what he's got to do. Well, I know you were talking about locked in. This this next was not locked in. Um, obviously, Jags lose. Um, or did they? Did they really? Was it the Jags lost or the Phillies win? Because for me, it's more of a Jags loss. You know, like they, they had the game. They were up 14 nothing early. And, like, I managed to drive down the field. Try to kick Try to just within fours. Yeah. You're up 14 early. It, it's harder to come back because it, it plays so early. And they seem like they have a lot of time, but clearly they were wearing them down. You know, they were. In, it's what they call growing pains because it's painful. Trevor going through those growing pains right now. At least he's in a spot where he has the hope. But uh, hopefully he can get, curve this quick. He's let some of them sell out from under him. And I think that's where it's at, to be honest with you. The rest of it, Peterson, he ain't. Look at that same roster. They brought Zay Jones and you know, we'll call it eight players or so, but not even eight. You got three on the offense, a couple on draft. We'll call it eight all in all, but it's still an even, you know, 25% of the team. But the, the, the way we're looking at them on the field, it's a complete turnaround. So, so far, off to a race. Definitely the one I didn't see. Whoever would call that as a sleeper. Hey, you got it. That was, <laughs> that's serious. And now to the one. We knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. Like I said, I had it as an L when we first went through predict the schedules. You know, 15, he was he was coming back for revenge. It was first time back in Tampa, playing Tampa, a meaningful game. And he looked like it. Defense. Man, it was frustrating sitting there watching because you would see they right there. They're executing. It's going how it's supposed to go. And he's just elusive. He gets that one little, you know, one little loft. Devin White decides, you know, he'll overrun it a little bit, trying to hit him to a corner or arm tackle instead of throwing the body. It's all it takes. And he's lobbing one over the top for a touchdown. Yeah, Mahomes is that guy. That's all I can say to a tip. We had to because defense couldn't get off the field when they needed to for third downs. You know, we could talk about the offensive line woes and everything else, but – there was plenty of opportunities in that first half to get off the field, and they couldn't get off the field, and that's strictly due to 15. That was it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't make those calls, but they probably call my home. And look, I my guys. You have to give it that extra to make sure that you beat these guys. And the Bucks had their full arsenal. Obviously, their offensive line is still a little bad, but they had their wide Who Mike Evans Coming up, give me that mic tap one time, Mr. Because yeah, I'm sorry, I'm losing you on that. You heard, can you hear me? Okay, I hear you now. Okay, yeah, so 15 that's my guy, baby goat on the way. Shout out to the old goat, long hair, gray hair, goat. Now it's time <laughs> for that, that fresh goat with the short, with the short hair. You got to get his stuff long now. You're on his way, 15 on his way, Brady. You're on his way. 
He got a long way to go. But <laughs> hey, if he can do half that, this generation, they'll, they'll give him the title. But, but he got a long way to go. Oh, long yeah. Way to go. Yeah. But no, um, he, definitely, he looks like it. He looks like it. I, you can't, I ain't gonna lie. You, you know, I, I hated on Patty. I used to call him Twinkle Toes, figured he was a little soft back there, you know, running around. I love calling Twinkle Toes to my KC fans because uh, they can't stand it. But <laughs> after that Super Bowl with the Bucks, I couldn't do it no more. He's the only one of the whole damn team getting beat down and kept coming back. And then when it was time to, hey, reset it, I got my boys back, got my whole line here. We're gonna come back to the house and see what's going on. He didn't let up. He probably could have put 50 on the board if he would have gassed it. But I think as that second half came, they kind of let up a little bit. But he, he was trying to. I think if uh, Andy Reid didn't scale it back, he put up a 50 on the board because he wanted okay. every bit of it. Even when that game was over, the way he left that field, because I'm there, I, I sit right by with a visitor's tunnel. At. He, he come off there like he just won the Super Bowl. He, he, was, he, was, he was in it. He was locked in. It meant okay. something. And you see what happens when it means something to the kid. So, hey, we hot on him. Watch out. No, enough, enough love there. This one's crazy. Rush with another W in Dallas, right? Cooper Rush. I don't even know. If I knew who this guy was four weeks ago, but uh, it's good for y'all. That's why I was like, oh, nah. I see you with the D. All y'all happy. Same time, I'm almost wondering. Jerry Jones, of course, is the mouth of the team, so he's letting us know that Dak can't grip the ball. Won't be able to start this week yet either. Dak's almost in like a no-win situation because at this point. I think you got to let Cooper run his course and almost crash it, or you bring him back in and there's any bit of stuttering or any 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 struggles to the offense, or they lose, nevertheless, with two tough games coming up, Rams and Eagles. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, people start thinking they have a question or question of what's going on there. And I don't think it should be a question. I think it is Dax. But you got to let that play out just the same way, you know, you want to see Dak going to lose it, let him lose it. But I think uh, Rush, just because of the fans and the way it's going, you're going to keep saying Dak's hurt until he falls. You have to. You have to. Well, I think I think we're almost – it's it's a, not exactly, but similar situation when uh, when Dak came in the league, right? So he comes in the league. Tony Romo's the starter. He has his backup guy who's the future backup. You know, they drafted Dak to be the backup, to do what Rush is doing now. And uh, Romo gets hurt in preseason. So Dak comes in, plays really well, but Romo gets healthy. They're like, man. There's no way, like, as much as Jerry wanted to put him in, he couldn't do it. Everybody else went against him and said, hey, Jerry, this kid's rolling right now. And Dallas ended up 13-3 and that season, the rookie season of Zeke and Dak. So, for me, you, you have to run with the hot hand. You always go with the hot hand until Cooper Cooper Rush loses. I know that this is unfortunate for Dak, but you, you have to let it play itself out. If, if Cooper Rush starts playing bad, then take him out. But what happens if he plays really, really well? And then um, they take Dak out for not this week at the Rams, but the following week at the Eagles. And they start Dak, and he plays horrible. Well, right away it's going to be. Well, why didn't we just? Why didn't we just? I know, that's always just going to be a thought in the back of their mind. That's Cooper's tough. Yeah, it's tough. You, you, and you I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know college like you, and you know that. And like I said, I didn't know who Cooper Rush was four weeks ago, so I don't know if he was drafted last year, right? Second no, year, no, right? seven years. What? Yeah. Oh, he was sitting there for seven years. Yeah, he's been our backup for ooh, for at least four. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then yeah, forget the hot hand and all that. If he was competing out there, we would have heard something. They caught him, let him hit the wire and everything, and nobody snagged him. 
Pull yeah. him out of there. Get him out of there. Dak, yeah, he took the Romo. Like I said, I, did, I didn't know college that way. And that's why I said this because I just didn't know Dak. I knew Mississippi State. I do remember him uh, pulling some upset wins there. He might have not been, you know, first-round prospect at first when coming out of the draft. But I don't think anyone was sleeping on him to the point, like I said, of Cooper messing around be here for seven years. And we follow this thing in and out from draft day to schedule release day to preseason kickoffs. Like, you know, I would say I'm a little more than a casual fan, if you will. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, we ain't doing that. We can't do that. Cooper got to go. Cooper got to go. And it's going to sound bad, but maybe Dak, kind of like Pete Carroll, need to be put on the fire on the line, put him, put him on that pressure. Maybe, well, they say, hey, if we'll see what this guy's doing, and now it's time. Obviously, you don't need Cooper out here. You don't need Amari, so go do what this guy's doing and do it better. Yeah, they, they're going to put that back in because of the money, you know, just because – but I think the issue came in when they paid Dak. So they paid Dak to be the guy who could lead us to the next level, right? But the issue has always been Dak. Dak's not that guy. He's not the guy who's built for that. He's built for the system that we're running right now. Hey, we can score 28, 28 to 30 points a game. Defense plays well. You make good throws. You throw for about 250, two touchdowns, um, maybe one pick here and there. And we run the ball, keep balance with the offensive line. You win games. It's like the recipe for, like you Eli said. Manning. Hey, I just, that's why I started smirking as you were explaining this. You think that, and it's perfect for a Dallas fan. You think Dak like Eli? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I started hearing as you were going through it's that. Like championships like him, then he can be Eli all day. Okay. But it's more like what they did with all the other guys, right? So Russell Wilson came in early, good defense, good yeah. defense and running game, right? Uh, ben Roethlisberger right. came in, good defense, good running game. So these guys came in. With with similar situations, and now that Cooper Rush is playing good, it, it it's it's fine. It's a good issue to have. Uh, he was with the Giants last year. We cut him last year. He went to the Giants with uh, Jason Garrett. Came back anyway. We released him. All the teams had a chance to get him, and we just brought him back. So now his value is going to go up. Dallas will find a way to get something out of this deal at the end of the day for somebody because somebody's going to buy high. Jerry's going to sell high, and that that'll be the end of that situation. We, we won't even talk about this six weeks from now. I hope so. And let me jump into it real quick. Little sleepers, right? So we'll get on to uh, we missed last week. I talked about we go two weeks back. Ooh, all right. Memory's not my strong suit, so I ain't gonna track like I remember. <laughs> nah, the locks we had sleepers to look at last week. Let me pull this back. Yeah, I didn't. So, I'll grab. I got you. We we working through uh, technical difficulties today, but we coming. <laughs> so I was talking about running backs, right? So we had James Conner injury. I like that. Oh, up there in JK Dobbins, he's came in he's came around now. So it looks like all of a sudden the need for uh Drake and these guys eh, it's kind of falling off. But I'm gonna go ahead and follow that same theme with though. Hey, where's the feelings? Injuries are happening out there. And we just talked about with Denver. So Gordon's out there, but if you looked at that game. Boone, this kid Boone came in. He got majority of those snaps, big third down plays and whatnot. Um, and Gordon has fumble issues. So, yeah, they brought Latavius Murray, but Murray ain't going to get out there this week. Not by Thursday night, that's for sure. Um, we'd love to get them by the next round. That's more for that catching ability. But there's a reason why he was on that market too. So, to me, if you need that recovery, I'd be hitting the waiver for Boone. Gordon's already on someone's bench. Go get Boone and get your leverage out of that. That's where I'm going with that for sure. Um, and I'm actually 
the waivers go through tonight. So hopefully, you know, and everyone will go catch this before the. I got it in for a couple of those. <laughs> We're gonna try to go ahead and block some people from getting who they want to get. I don't need them. I got my starters, but that's part of the uh, you know gamesmanship. We ain't, we ain't let you get your backup out there. So if you don't need them, you still need to go get them. If you got them on your bench, I'm sure you got someone that you you think you like. They ain't done nothing. They're not gonna do nothing. Go ahead and block you. Block your competition at the very least. At the very least. Um, the other one you talked about, Atlanta, and I'm gonna butcher his name. You can help me on that one. But Tyler Aguilera or Aguilar? Yeah, Algier. Algier. Okay. This is running back. Okay, the rookie here. He. Uh, as Patterson's been great, and it's been like all of a sudden the resurrection of his career. Hey, he's been in the league for a while now. Let's not you know fool ourselves. It's a whole lot of he's been playing like he's Debo Samuel. There, Debo's a young guy. I got to got to buy got to buy maybe you know a whole class school class uh, uh, difference in time. So he ain't Debo. He can't keep doing this. You know, fifty games in a row that ain't gonna happen. Can't expect that. Tyler, if they gonna keep playing the way they're playing, especially if our Ritter's ever gonna find his way on that field, try to keep the game uh, balanced. They're going to try to run it through him. So I think he's a good sleeper out there. And then <clears throat> that's who I did say. I just see them now as I'm looking at the uh, some of the trends on the waivers. Is uh, my boy in Miami, Boston. I told you, Edmonds ain't winning no job. And as every week goes by, more and more and more, you see more and more Raheem out there. There's a reason for that. There's a reason why they brought Carter in two years ago in Arizona. There's a reason why they let him walk. I don't know why Miami paid him like they paid him. But they're going to have to take that L. At least I like Mike McDaniels for that. He ain't getting caught in the mess of the business. Hey, you know what? His hot hand, he's in. It is what it is, and it's showing proof. So hopefully you already snagged him up, and he should be in the starting lineup at this point, especially with two out. Um, I didn't even get into it there, but Bridgewater's another one. That's like an ideal backup for this this system in that situation. We talk about Lamar and people being from the area and being able to stay focused. Teddy's from Northwestern, man, right there in the heart of Miami. One of the best football powerhouses that county's had for as long as I've been watching high school football in Florida. He knows what it looks like down there. He ain't worried about it. He's going to know he's there for football. That's a great backup. He might mess around and cause a real quarterback controversy. He keep it going. He kept that game close. So I'm actually eager to see it. As much as I don't want to see the Finns do well as the Pats fan, I wouldn't mind seeing Teddy B2 out at all. <laughs> Not at all. I actually would look forward to that. After you know how that went in Minnesota, I was a fan there with him too. So yeah, no problem. And we talked about it earlier. One last one. I'm kind of on a ramble here, but George Pickens. You you had a great point on this. You were kind of fading on the mic. I hope they didn't miss that. But uh Pickens and Pickett, both of them right there, the rookies and the Steelers, had a whole lot of rep time together. That was a really good point. They kind of already got the chemistry there. He didn't have it with the other guys. So you already know when he gets out there, he's gonna be looking. He has an idea where he's gonna be. So oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll continue to surge in Pittsburgh. You know, for all they're known about their defense, they stay drafting a receiver. Like okay. Every other, if not every year, it's every other year, they stay. Like we thought uh, Claypool was coming, then boom, Johnson comes on the scene. We, Johnson's looking good, boom, Pickens about to hit the scene. Like it just keeps coming, keeps coming. I think it's gone back all the way 10 years or so, a little longer since Antonio Holmes. It's just, yeah, they run with it. They really yeah. do. They, they're good at drafting. Sanders, all of these being able to get Juju and uh, Manuel Sanders, all these guys in, in like the mid mid to late rounds, they're yep. really good at those gyms and building their team around a bunch of uh, young guys who they can get under contract for a few years for cheap. So I, I don't I don't dislike that at all. 
But I did hear you say in Miami that they need to go with the hot hand at running back. That's the same thing I just said about Cooper Rush in Dallas. You got to go with the hot hand. Even though the other guy's better and you paid them better, you still got to go with the hot hand to, to at least give your team an opportunity because you could you could turn the team against you just as quick from bringing somebody back a little earlier and then they play really bad and they were like, man, we lost the momentum that we had. So they got to kind of keep those things into consideration too. No, that's for sure. You're right about that. Oh, the last one I did call out before now I'm looking back at it. My boy White here in Tampa. The line is a problem. The line's going to be a problem. You know, they, they talked about it two weeks ago. Oh, there are no receivers out here. The receivers just help mask a lot of the line problems. They're down three of the five starters from last year. So having the receivers helps you get it out quick. And then you have a guy like Mikey who won 50 50 balls, what he was doing. He's going to be his one on one match every time. So he's going to get his production. But the line's still an issue, and it shows the foreigners' production completely. I think they had three yards rushing. White, on the other hand, he can catch the ball. He can move a little more. He's a little more versatile. Um, he'll continue to be the high hand. And we early in the season, we see in this. So I don't expect this Brady gets even more confident with him. Mm-hmm. That production will continue to go up. I agree. That's where we at with the Greek side. I, I like it. I like it. Y'all lock that in. Make sure y'all let us know um, how, how accurate it is on some of this stuff because I, I like what I'm hearing, man. Like, he's, he's going outside of the box and thinking about actual value and people that you may overlook and you haven't even thought about. Like, I actually dropped um, Pickens. I actually dropped Pickens last week. And so now I'm like, oh, crap. Maybe I need to go in. Now it's going to look weird. I just dropped him. I'm going to go back and grab him. But you got to win the lead by all means. So you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're at my segment now. We got J-Jax locks of the week. So let's just go with the 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 easy layup for me. The layup for me is Tampa, Tampa over Atlanta. To me, I, I think that Brady's hot. He wants to reestablish his dominance. What better way to take it out of, against a division rival? So for me, take Tampa. I don't even care what the spread is. Just just take it. For me, that's walking the park. Obviously, we want to do a surprise pick of the week. Um, these are my favorites because a lot of times they're underestimated. I could have went with Dallas the last couple of weeks as the surprise lock of the week. And uh, I'm just going to do it this week. I got Cowboys. So I'm over, here, what? I'm over here on the scroll trying to find, like, I think they play the Rams. If you don't talk about this game, I'm going to make them answer the question. And you going to jump out there on your own. All right, go ahead. Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys play the Rams. We're going to beat the Rams. We're we not trying to hear it right now. We're going to beat them with Cooper Rush at the helm, and we're going to show these guys our dominance and how dominant we are. Our offensive line is going to have to hold up a little better because we're going to have to, you know, go against 99 and Aaron Donald. But I think with our offensive line and our, and our run game, we'll find a way to win this football game. Man, you really believe that? You said that with a straight face. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's crazy. All right, hey, I'll give it to you. I was, I really, literally was sitting here like, I think they playing the Rams, right? I'm gonna get them with this Rams question. <laughs> oh man, anyway, he's gonna get it. The defense. Hey, so hey, you're right. You called it. I like it. Keeping us back home, though. I do like that. Let's take that right into the pickups for the week. So I'll run right. down the other one since I don't got to search for your Cowboys matchup. We got the Colts Broncos Thursday night, both sputtering. Right now, the line's three for the Broncos at home. It's pretty much a pick of where you going. As much as as much as I want to go with Indianapolis to beat uh Denver, I gotta go with Denver. Don't like Denver, but I gotta rock with them in this one. I got I got to. Going in the race to the division, three and two. That's what I'm trying to talk about. 
Yeah. Uh, we talk about the Falcons. This used to be a talk about legacy teams, and I know the Packers still in the mix, but it's ain't the same matchup it used to be. The Giants, Packers. London game, 9 30 in the morning, obviously, you know, our time, but I'm I'm going, I'm going with Green Bay only on the premise that Daniel Jones was hurt the other day, and he's still not a he's a very bad quarterback. So for me, I'm just gonna take Green Bay because of Aaron Rodgers. And I think he'll find a way to come out with a victory. So Green Bay over over the Giants. All right, this one I know is kind of you like the favorite of Saints. So Saints and Seahawks. They in New Orleans. Yeah, I'm going with the Saints. Um, I like I like what Seattle's been doing. They've been able to do a lot of different things. Andy Dalton played relatively well, considering all things considered. No, no Mike Thomas and and all of that. So for me, overall. I they come off that loss, that close loss to Minnesota. Minnesota's a really good football team, and I think they'll find a way to come out and, and win this game. So, taking New Orleans. Chargers, Browns, you ain't worried about that. Texans, Jags, didn't Texans find a way to win the division game there? No, sir. W? No, sir. Jags Look, for real. Jags, yeah, Jacksonville's upset. They had a chance to beat um, an unranked team, put themselves in a little more notoriety. They're going to get it this week. They're going to get all the respect they feel like they deserve against Houston this week. Two more matchups here. One I'm going to say for the last, but Eagles-Cardinals. That's a good good matchup for man-to-man. You look on paper. I want the Eagles to lose, but they won't. They'll beat them. They'll beat them. Kyler Murray's going to spend time on on the video game, Call of Duty. They'll lose. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they'll find a way. Uh, Darius Slay, Big Pay Slay, he'll find a way to, to neutralize uh, Marquise Brown, and then that'll just take the whole offense away from him. So y'all, you got y'all four and one, and the Kyle and the Eagles five and zero oh for that matchup the following week. That's gonna be the game of the week. Oh. Born Dallas with Cooper Rush, Philadelphia five and zero. Oh. What better storyline do you want for the NFC? The especially for that division, NFC East, the least, whatever you call us. Yeah. Be ready. And then the one a little more closer, the Bengals and Ravens. The Bengals had that Thursday that game. Took out the fins, had a nice time to rest now. Two and two, Ravens two and two, divisions all locked up except for the Steelers, but two and two across the board with them and the Browns. So you got three-way tie there. This game's going to separate. It's prime time. It's the Mar. Did they sweep them last year? I want to say the Bengals swept them last year. Yeah, they won this year. Um, Baltimore wins this one. Offensive line's too bad for Joe Burrow and those guys. The secondary, if he has enough time to throw the football, they'll beat him. They won't, though, so they'll get an opportunity to, to beat them. I'm going Rams to win by by six. Okay. I'm going to jump out the window, and this is going to sound crazy because this is like I skipped my, my personal one. I didn't want to touch it, and this is the reason, but I'm going to go ahead and put it on the wax and document it. The Lions going to beat New England. The Lions going to beat New England. Terrible. It sounds bad. Don't it sound bad? Especially it's competing with Green Bay and – no one knew what's going on. Now everyone doesn't seem to take. They know what's going on. <laughs> it's not, it ain't going down. The run game's cool, but it ain't gonna be enough when you can't stop them. That's yeah. what it is. You know, um, yeah. Period. That's what it is. Then I, I don't see it happening. Unfortunately, Belichick, he can do what he wants in defense and play with his running game, but not going and getting the offensive mind you needed to back up McDaniel's is gonna hurt week in and week out. 
I was talking with some family in the chat. They're like, oh, I don't know about Mac. Now they all start to question Mac and, you know, was he there or not? I'm like, time out. Time out, guys. Hold the phone. We look at the Burroughs. We look at the Tours. We look at Kyler. We look at all the young guys that came in that are hyper Herbert right now. They all got studs. Studs. Bonafide number one receivers. You got A.J. Brown in Philly. They got Tyreek brought down to Miami. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams side by side out there in the Chargers. They brought DeAndre Hopkins in for Kyler. Then went and got his college boy with uh, Hollywood. Then they're surrounding what they need to surround to be successful. Going to get Parker for a second round and hoping Myers continue to move the chains with the small in and out digging dunks. Just ain't going to cut it in the NFL the, the way things are going this year. You see these scores out here. You know, the days of if you can hold them under uh, 20, you're going to win. That number is now 30. You need to hold them under 30 to win, which also means people trying to score more than 30. The Pats are scoring more than 30. It's like a great offensive day. People out there like, wow, they just lit them up because that's not what they're looking like. That's not what they're going to be doing. they trying to still – I don't know if he's not with the times or he's missing it or what, but they still looking like 20. They're going to get 24 and think that's going to work. It ain't going to work. It's not going to work. Uh, I, don't, I don't care. Who you put back your quarterback? That's why Tom was like, hey, I'm out for this exact reason. This right. was the reason. It wasn't no more, no less. And then he went somewhere else and boom, a couple receivers came with him and things taken off. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's uh frustrating as from a fan standpoint. That's for damn sure. It's frustrating because everyone see it. The writing's on the wall. And obviously, obviously, you know, you know, we we've been watching football essentially our entire lives and you you see the team great for so many years and so it's kind of rough to see them you know hit a rough spot and it, it happens it happens the majority of the team so it's just you guys turn to, to take one on the chin you know yeah and and, so i hear you and i've been telling them that hey listen everyone's gonna be brady and i get that just like i said you gotta put the, the, the whole support system around it you know what i mean yeah. Just give them, give them a little, give them a little love. Go ahead and spend it. Sometimes you have to splurge, you know. You can have yeah. the, the the two videos, but sometimes that big Samson who watch the game is just different. It's just yeah. does something different for you. This yeah. is why people go get him, and, and this is what we're going to catch up to, twenty twenty two. But hey, Scramble Rambles there. Thank y'all for tuning in. Yeah, thank you for the rotation. That weather's yeah. on our way. Hopefully, we in the clear now. It's my favorite part of the year. Cool evenings and uh, cool foggy mornings in Florida. That's what we all here for. Yeah, lock in those uh, those fantasy sleepers from ATG. Check out those locks. Let's 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 get some money. Let's get some wins on these fantasy teams. Let's get some more likes and subscriptions down there. Um, yeah, man. Till next time. Please sit the couch. We out. Out.